is joy and gladness and rest for my weary soul. Up ahead, ahead there's peace and contentment. Everybody will be happy and whole. You know that I'll be. Welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Hope you're doing good this morning. I want to thank you for taking time to join with us today as we're studying God's Word together. I have two pictures that I want to show you this morning. And uh, first of all, there is a photo here behind me of a the ruins of a Mediterranean city that is in Israel. It's on the Mediterranean Sea on the coast of Israel, and it is called Caesarea by the Sea, a very important place. It was a place where Paul was incarcerated for probably two years. Also, it is the place where uh, King Herod had a palace right there, a beautiful palace right there on the ocean, as well as Caesarea had aqueducts that uh, brought water from many miles away. Many of the ruins there were marvelous to see. And I marveled at them as I looked at them. And one of the things that was very intriguing to me is, is on the opposite side of your, pit, of your video here that you're seeing, there's a picture of a stone that was found there. And uh, that stone has the name of Pontius Pilate upon it. So this was the residence of Pilate. Pilate, the one we know who was the Roman governor. And today we're going to be looking in the Gospel of Mark, and we've entitled this study, A Journey Through Mark. And Jesus is in his last hours here upon the earth. And we know that uh, he has been through the false trial. He was falsely accused and, and wrongfully tried by the Jews. We know there was the ecclesiastical trial. And now we're going to see the civil trial that Jesus will have before Pontius Pilate. And this morning, as we begin, I'm going to read in verse number one of Mark's gospel, chapter number 15. Now, if you have your Bible open with me this morning, let's read together from the pages of God's word. Mark 15, verse number one says, and straightway in the morning, the chief priest held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council and bound Jesus and carried him away and delivered him to Pilate. Now, as we're looking at this, we see that the night had breaking 
or broke way into daylight. The morning had come. Let me say just a word or two here about, again, about the trial. Jesus had the ecclesiastical trial, if you will. First of all, again, Jesus was tried by the religionists. And let me say this, the Jewish law actually forbade the Sanhedrin to hold trials at night. That's exactly what they did with Jesus. And uh, they were very underhanded in that. And so they waited till daybreak. And then they brought together the rest of the elders and the scribes and the other ones of the council. And they brought them all together and they concurred that Jesus was guilty as they had already proclaimed him to be uh, during the nighttime in that time when it was against the law for them to hold court, yet they did that. And what happened was, as we read, they convicted Jesus, they found him guilty, and uh, you recall they had people to accuse him, and they lied about the accusations that they made against the Lord according to the scripture. They couldn't even come together uh, with their lies to uh, to put together a story that even could be believable. But yet, uh, Caiaphas asked Jesus a question, and it, it was a pointed question, and, a, and really uh, the devil used that uh, to corner the Lord because he asked him flat out, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? Jesus said, I am. And without any hesitation or reservation, he didn't lie about it. He just told the truth. And with that, his fate was sealed so much with the ecclesiastical trial. The next thing they did, they bound Jesus. And then they they bound him. They uh, arrested him. They bound him. There's no doubt uh, they, they, they roughed him up and they took him to Pilate. Now, uh, right here is where I'm going to stop this morning. And we're just going to look at Pilate uh, for the next few moments. I do have just a little bit to say this morning about him. And, and I want to give you just a little bit of background upon Pilate and who he is. We've heard of him most all our life. If we've been saved any length of time, if, if you've read the Christmas story, if you've been to a Christmas play that portrayed or an Easter play that had anything to do with the death of the Lord Jesus, you very likely have heard of Pontius Pilate. And who, he, who was he? Well, he was the Roman governor of Judea and they called him a procurator. And he lived in a place called Caesarea by the sea. I've been there. This is a picture that I took there, Caesarea by the sea. It's called Caesarea uh, Martima. And uh, I'm sure that I didn't pronounce that correctly. But uh, he lived there with his staff and also with a, a troop of Roman soldiers. And uh, actually, Pilate was directly responsible to the Roman emperor himself over the administration and the financial management of the entire region of Judea. And so Pilate had a, a large job that was given him. He was actually, I guess you could say, his their chief agent. And he was, in fact, the governor. And he was the fifth one, and he had been appointed in, by Emperor Tiberius himself. So this position that Pilate had was 
one that was very important. Uh, the position that he held had to be earned. It wasn't just given, but it had to be earned. Uh, you had to have military experience. You had to come up through the ranks of the Roman soldiers. And these were uh, very, very uh, uh, tough guys. They were very trained and they were uh, very, the, well, they were the best trained soldiers in the world, just to be honest. And so it was that a governor, one that was picked to be this and hold this position, had to work his way up through the military ranks, but not only through the military ranks, but he had to also work his way through the Roman political machine. Now, that could be very, very hazardous to one's health, but Pilate knew both politics and he knew the military. So Pilate was a very, very well-educated man in political things as well as military. Pilate held this office, they think, for at least 10 years, likely from 26 AD to 36 AD. So he held that office for a long time. It is said that the Jewish people despised Pilate to the uttermost. And Pilate despised the Jews just as much, especially he hated their devout religious rituals. He despised the Jewish people greatly. When Pilate became procurator of Judea, he did two things that the Jews uh, were greatly offended by. In fact, they never got over. First of all, he on his official visit to Jerusalem, he rode into the city of Jerusalem uh, with what is called, and you and I probably have heard of this, the Roman standard. And then not only did he do that when he went into the city, when he first came on his first official visit, but secondly, after he got settled in, he decided to build a new water system for the city of Jerusalem. Now, those two things on the First hearing them, they don't sound like something that you could hate someone uh, forever and be unforgiving for someone uh, on and on. But these two things, they to you and I, maybe not sound all that bad, but until you look at it from the Jewish aspect, and I'm just going to give you those thoughts here as I'm thinking about it. First of all, when Pilate came riding into Jerusalem with the Roman standard, that Roman standard was actually, it was a pole that had an eagle on the top of it. And to the Jews, this was very greatly offensive to them because we know that the Bible teaches about uh, the wrongs and the sinfulness of idols. And the Jews saw that Roman standard with the eagle being bore before Pilate. They thought of that as an idol. And so it displeased them greatly when he marched into Jerusalem. It offended them to the greatest degree. And then the water system itself. And initially, when you heard that, you we would say, surely they wouldn't be angry over the water system. Well, yeah, they were. And according to Flavorus Josephus, the Jewish historian, if you can read after him, you'll find out that Josephus records that they were angry with Pilate because Pilate wanted the water system for the, for himself and for uh, those in Jerusalem, but he wanted the money to come out of the Jewish treasury. 
and that treasury was the temple. And so he was taking, going to take, and he did take uh, part of the money from the temple, the money that, that was placed in the treasury. So this was a great offense to the, all the Jews. So the water system was actually completed, I think, by Herod Agrippa somewhere between 41 and 44 AD. And Agrippa got to complete that. Pilate only finished, I think, about three miles of the 12 plus miles of water aqueducts into the city of Jerusalem. But for these two things, and, and, and probably more, the Jewish people, but these were the two big things that the Jews could never forgive, and they never forgot what Pilate did. They continued to oppose Pilate all through his tenure, and Pilate hated the Jews greatly in return. There were several times when the Jewish leaders threatened to, to, to go to the emperor over Pilate and some of his actions, and uh, which they had the right to do that. Their threat of doing that, it made Pilate even, even more angry with them, and it caused him great grief, and they, he hated the Jews even more because of their threats. But during the festivals, and I'm going to close in just a moment, but I want you to get a little history on, on Pilate. But during the Jewish festivals and the feasts, uh, Pilate would leave Caesarea by the sea and he would make his way to, to Jerusalem. You see, his main job, his main focus was to keep any uprisings from happening. And so it was when you have feasts and you have festivals and especially during the Passover, when you have people coming in from all over and hundreds of thousands of people, there needs to be oversight. And Pilate was there in Jerusalem. It was no mistake. It was the divine will of God that Pontius Pilate be the governor and Jesus would stand before him. And there's where we're going to pick up tomorrow. Lord willing, we're going to look at verse number two of Mark chapter number 15 after our history lesson today on Pontius Pilate. May God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. And Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And until then, this is Pastor Donnie bidding you a great day. May God bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye. You know that